Here we go. You're listening to Rumination Thursday on this February the 9th in the year of our Lord 2023. I'm Pastor Tom Baker, and with me is my good friend Wes Reimnitz. Hi, Wes. Hi, Tom. It's good to know that I'm a, I, I have a friend. Well, you have at least one. Yes. But I think you got two. Aren't you married? Yes. Oh, then there's another friend. <laughs> She's the Boy. best ever. Well, what we're going to start with is last week on Thursday, you left the program early because you said you had a knock at the door and that there were Jehovah Witnesses there. So you left the program before it ended. I finished it, and I was really interested to see whether or not they were really Jehovah Witnesses, and that's what we're going to be talking about today. Can you give me a little summary of what happened when you answered the door? Well, uh, as it would be, there were... They were Jehovah Witnesses. They generally come in pairs or in threes, and uh, they they kept ringing the doorbell, so that's why I finally had to get off the, the air and go answer the door. Uh, and I wanted to talk with them anyway, you know, because generally they bring uh, a seasoned vet, so to speak, in their, their church with a uh, recruit. And uh, they proceeded to talk to me about uh, being Bible watchers and Bible studies, that they wanted to engage people in that. And they had a website that they wanted me to go to, and they handed me a card with the website. And I said, oh, I said, you're Jehovah Witnesses. I said, yes. I said, they said, yes. And in the course of the conversation, we got to talking about uh, whether Jesus was Holy God, which they don't believe. John 1, 1, it's a God, not God. And we ended up talking about the, the Nicene Creed. And when we got on to the Nicene Creed, uh, I said, oh, you want to discuss the paper that Athanasius delivered to the Council on the Incarnation of Christ, which led to to uh, the statements that they made about Jesus. And with that, they already, for the third time, they said, we got to go. Uh, we hear the cars running for somebody to pick us up. Boy. Yeah, this has happened to me a few times, too, where once you get asking them a certain question, and especially if they have a recruit with them that they're trying to get involved in the false theology of Jehovah's Witnesses, they don't want the recruit standing there listening to what you're saying about the Bible because it's going to cause confusion. And that's what happened in your situation, correct? Oh, yes. In fact, when they talked about their website, I said, I've already been to it. He said, do you have what you think of it? And I go, not much. I said, I found a lot of inaccuracies in there. Yep. And what is that website that anybody can go to? 
It's jw.org. And, uh, you know, as I read through parts of that again, it seems to me that they try to reason the, the Trinity and reason their faith. Well, let's take a look at some of that. Uh, they have a concept, should you believe in the Trinity? And they do say that there are many Christians who believe the doctrine of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit form one God, but they don't believe it's in the Bible. In, in fact, they don't believe that the Holy Spirit is God, and not only do they not believe that the Son is God, but who do they call the Father normally? Who do they call what? The Father. God. God. What? What's the word that they use in the Old oh, Testament? Father. Jehovah. Oh, Jehovah, yes. Uh-huh. And they don't understand that that is a mistransliteration of the word God. In the Old Testament, the Jews would not say the word God, Elohim, because they did not want to break the first commandment. So what they did, they changed the vowels in order that it would say another word that also meant Lord. But the problem is, when it was transliterated, and you take that word Lord with the new vowels, you end up with saying Yehovah. God was never called Jehovah in the Old Testament, but that's who they think God is. That therefore there's not a belief in the Trinity. How can they say that there's no belief in the Trinity by playing the game that Jesus is not God. Where do they get that idea from? Well, they get that from from the Council of Nicaea, for, for one. They say that's where the, the invention of, of the Trinity came from. It's, it's interesting the Bible passages that they use show that uh, God is the Father and uh, Jesus is not. They they quote, for instance, First Corinthians eight six and say, "To us there is but one God, the Father," and that, that shows you right away that that uh, there's just one single God, and Jesus flows from from there. See, we believe there is one God, uh, the Father, but that one God is also the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In other words, we believe, teach, and confess that there are three persons in one God. I mean, how do they explain something like Jesus' baptism, where the Father is speaking from the cloud, this is my beloved Son, the Holy Spirit is going into Jesus, and Jesus is standing in the water. There, all three persons are there. Right. Well, you know that First Corinthians eight six that, that I just quoted. I went back and took a look at that, 
and and it's a misquote on their part only to because they only use half the verse. Because if you read the other half, from whom all things and from whom we exist, and one Lord Jesus Christ, through whom all things and through whom we exist. So they they give half to, to the Father, but they, they don't give the other half to Jesus. Yes. In fact, one of their explanations is John 1, verse 1. Um, can you uh, tell us, first of all, what the Bible says about John 1? <laughs> I'm, I'm laughing because there was one of the, the discussions that we had. John 1, 1, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. It talks. John talks about how Jesus was there at the very beginning of the world. And, uh, of course, Jesus is God. And uh, they, of course, don't believe that. If you read their their quote, their translation, the, the New World Translation, it's a God with a small g. Exactly. And so they refer to him as being divine. But here's an actual quote from their... Uh, uh, website. The the word was used by God in the creation of all other things. The Bible says that Jesus is the firstborn of all creation, and that by means of him all other things were created. In other words, they don't believe Jesus is God. They believe he was part of creation. And that's why they have to change John 1.1 to fit with their view. They don't believe that it says the word was God. They want to translate it, the word was a God. And that is quite contrary. Yeah, and what's interesting, what you quoted was from from Colossians chapter 1. And if you go back and look at Colossians 1 and Colossians 2, they quote the first part about him being part of uh, the firstborn of creation. But if you read down further in that chapter 1, it says, For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile himself to all things. That's in chapter 1. And in, in chapter 2, again, it says, for in him, the whole fullness of the T.T. 12s bodily. I mean, uh, they leave out the Reformation principles, Scripture interprets Scriptures. You know, that's a really good point, Wes. It's very similar to what the devil did with Adam and Eve and what he did in the temptation of Jesus. He only quotes a portion of a verse. Or, for example, with Adam and Eve, he says, God doesn't want you to eat from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil because then you will become like God. Well, there's no doubt that by disobeying God, they're trying to become like God and they're making God themselves. But that's not at all what Jesus says in Genesis in, in the beginning. 
And with uh, remember what the devil does with Jesus in tempting him, he only says a portion of the verse, but then Jesus brings in Deuteronomy to give the complete understanding uh, of those verses. In fact, the devil is tempting Jesus, and what does Jesus say? Thou shalt not tempt what? The Lord our God. And he's tempting Jesus. Yeah. So that's another point that they don't understand. They say Jesus never said he was God. Do you remember a time when the disciple, one of the disciples said to him, my Lord and my God? Oh, uh, when Jesus asked, who did he say that I am? Well, that was Peter saying about the Messiah. But the first right. time that a disciple, and that was Thomas, the night of the resurrection. Oh, yeah. Night of the resurrection. What, what did he say? When when Jesus says, "Here, touch my my hands and my side," and and he 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 that's when he said, "My Lord and my God." And of course, what's the next verse? Does it say Jesus says, "Oh, do not call me God"? Does he say that? Uh, I'm not quite following you. Well, when John says, my Lord and my God, does Jesus respond, don't call me God? Does he? Uh, no. No. So he doesn't reprimand John for calling him God. So there's an example where Jesus accepts the understanding that he's God. Well, you also got that Bible passage that later that uh, these things were, blessed are those who have not seen but yet believe. Yes. In, in other words, this idea that Jesus is God or the Holy Trinity as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, why did it become necessary for the Nicene Creed and those church members at that time to profess the Trinity? What was going on? Well, and that's, that's a very interesting point that you're bringing up. There was a, a fellow by the name of Arius who, who's... Uh, church or his his ministry fell under the bishop of alexandria which uh, first of all was athanasius who was the secretary and eventually became the bishop of alexandria it was arius who was going around saying that jesus was not fully fully god just like we we hear from the jehovah witnesses and they quote stuff like that from from that period of history, and they were called the Arians, and so the Council of Nicaea was first called in 325. They only look at 325, uh, 323. They look at only 325, and 
it was there it was decided to, to, to talk about how Jesus was fully God. Yes. In other words, what you're saying is there were false teachers that were coming around the time of the early church who started denying what the Bible said. And so the church decided to put together a creed. The, the word creed or credo in the Latin means I believe. And therefore a creed was a summary. It's like saying that Luther's small catechism isn't biblical because it didn't come about until the 16th century. Well, that's ridiculous because what Luther was doing was summarizing what the Bible says. You go through the creed and the small catechism, they're almost always quotes from the Bible. Yeah, and, you know, you go look at the creed that was developed, the Nicene Creed, and you compare with the apostles, what they did is they lengthened the second article and uh, the third article, the second article dealing with the life of Jesus Christ as the begotten Son of God, begotten of his Father before all worlds, God of God, light of light, very God of very God. Yes. What needs to be understood is that the Jehovah Witnesses really misunderstand the teaching of God's Word. I want to deal with one where they talk about, is Jesus Almighty God? Here's what they say. Jesus' early followers did not view him as being equal to Almighty God. For example, the Apostle Paul wrote that after Jesus was resurrected, God exalted him to a superior position. Obviously, Paul did not believe that Jesus was Almighty God. Otherwise, how could God exalt Jesus to a superior position? What are they not understanding? What's the superior position that Jesus was exalted to? Well, he was exalted to the head of the church. Exactly. In fact, that is the teaching of one of my shuns. You know, I talk about the various shuns, the incarnation, mm. the crucifixion, the resurrection, and the ascension. What happened at the ascension? Uh, Jesus, of course, ascended into heaven. Uh, but he went, when he went to the heaven, he went to the throne of God. And, exactly. Uh, there you read in Revelations the uh, celebration that takes place. See, Jesus even said, the Father is greater than I. How does the Bible explain that? You're talking about uh, his humiliation? Exactly. Can you explain what we mean by his humiliation versus his exaltation, which is found in the Bible? 
Right. Well, as we confess it in the in the creeds, for instance, the apostles, he was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered her Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried, and he descended into hell. Those are all talks about his humiliation that he incurred while here on earth. And then uh, the third day he rose from the dead, and he ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence you shall come to judge the living and the dead, which talks about his exaltation. So we view this steps going down, steps going back up. It's how we teach it in confirmation. Exactly. That in a state of humiliation, when he was incarnated, which means he became a human being, he did not always make use of his divine powers. In fact, remember he talks about in his state of humiliation that he does not know when the day of judgment is coming. That is a decision to be made by the Father. But when he was exalted back into heaven, he then used his omniscience and knew this. Well, what people don't understand is Jehovah Witnesses believe that Jesus was a part of creation. And when God created him, he had Jesus as a created individual create all the rest of the earth. But who can do that but God? Right. Well, I, I think about uh, how it is that Jesus became sin for us at the baptism, uh, at his baptism, because John the Baptist had a baptism of repentance. And there was nothing for Jesus to repent of. So, in effect, he took on the sins of mankind. Well said. For, for us. Yes. And and so by misquoting the scripture, by only quoting parts of the scripture, our people need to realize that when they quote a scripture, they need to do what you did. Open up the Bible to look at that scripture and they will find other parts that continue in that passage that contradict what the Jehovah Witnesses believe. That's why they're called Jehovah Witnesses. They only believe that God is Jehovah. The Son is a created being. And I don't know, did you run across where they think the Holy Spirit comes from? No, I didn't research that one. I didn't either. I was looking in their Bible study to try and find that. But they only say that the Holy Spirit, some people think that the Holy Spirit is God, but that is wrong. But they don't explain why the Holy Spirit is not God. Mm. Well, the other thing that I kind of wonder about, you've been talking recently about how people try to reason the Bible versus believe the Bible. Isn't that what we're running into with these Jehovah's Witnesses? They use human reason to interpret the Scripture rather than God's reason. 
I mean, it's so clear from both the Old Testament and the New Testament that the Messiah, Jesus, is God. He does things only God can do. Uh, The best example I can think of is what did he do when there was a storm on the Sea of Galilee? Uh, Yeah, he stilled the waves. Now, they believe that Jesus is the Son of God in the same way that they are sons of God. That's how they refer to themselves. But what's the difference between Jesus being the Son and us being sons of God? Well, we are adopted, and exactly, he, he's the real deal. He's the only begotten. And that's really what the creed says when it says he is of one substance with the Father. And that means he's of the same essence. He therefore is omniscient. He's all-powerful. And he's omnipresent, which means those are the characteristics of God. And so we end up with a doctrine of the Trinity. They, they pretend that the word Trinity is not found anywhere in the Bible. But what does Trinity, those two words, what does that refer to? Well, the Trinity refers to the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And, and the word Trinity itself means tri-unity. What does tri mean? Three. Yes. Three and one, one and three. So while we agree that the word Trinity may not be found in the Bible, the concept of Trinity is found in the Bible. Just like humiliation and exaltation is really found in the Bible, and it refers to Jesus as a human being. The Father was greater than he was at that point, but then Jesus was restored to his almighty position when he ascended into heaven so thanks for that wonderful visit with jehovah witnesses and our opportunity today to continue to talk about them we encourage you to go to jw.org to read but then look up the bible passages to find out more we may continue with this tomorrow on email friday i'm Tom Baker, God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your checkout to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. If you'd like to comment on programs or topics heard on Worldwide KFUO, write us at KFUO, 1333 South Kirkwood Road, St. Louis, Missouri, 63122. You can also leave a question or comment on our comment line at 314-996-1542. We are the messenger of good news, Worldwide KFUO.